What's up, everybody, and good evening. Welcome to the Muzzle is Off podcast, where I am your host, Nakia Monet. And you know, we have a very special guest with us today. We have my good sister friend, Dr. Tamara Tarva, who goes by Dr. T. So I want you guys to welcome her to the stage of the Muzzle is Off podcast. Welcome, Dr. T. Hey, sis. Hey, everybody. So we are here today because we're, we're continuing this conversation about um, am I, are you your sister's keeper? Um, and I think that it is very important for us to continue this conversation, especially being a, that uh, what just really took place um, this week and how we have a sister of ours that is going through something very painful, very traumatic. And uh, a lot of us sisters have not been her keeper. So, Dr. T, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> if y'all don't know who Dr. T is, Dr. T, introduce yourself to the people. Well, my name is Dr. Tamara Tarver. I would consider myself as just one who serves. I am a humanitarian at heart. I'm a philanthropist. Um, in terms of educational credentials, I do have a PhD in counseling psychology. I am an alumni of Florida A&M University. All my rattlers. Okay. <laughs> I am the CEO of Pretty Girl World LLC. It is an organization that promotes empowerment, uh, motivation, and encouragement to women from all walks of life. And I just believe that my assignment, my purpose, while I'm here in this physical space, is to help women uh, to elevate and to become their best selves. Um, also, in terms of my spirituality, uh, I am just one who 
just speaks the word of God. And so I would consider myself as like a queen of all trades. I, I never limit myself or put myself in a box, but um, just full of giftings. Uh, and I just utilize <laughs> every gift that God has given to me. But that's it in a nutshell. Oh, and I'm a mom. Yes, you are. Beautiful uh, son who is incredibly amazing. My mini me. Well, welcome again, Dr. T. And, you know, we're just glad that you are here. I told you a while ago, I was like, you got to come on the podcast, Dr. T. You have to come on. And what better way to have you come on than to be on, you know, this is International Women's History Month. And I really whoop to all of us women. Okay. And for some reason, uh, not even for some reason, I just think that it, 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 it has just worked out this way. All the women that I have had on this month have all been entrepreneurs. Wow. Um, yeah, have definitely all been entrepreneurs. And what I really want to showcase to all of us women is that we can do so much. We do do so much. Even those of us that work, you know, a regular nine to five, we are yet still entrepreneurial because we still promote and we still do the things in which we do. We fulfill our dreams. And I just think that that is important to show women that, listen, you could be mom, yeah. you can be spiritual, you can be CEO, you can be founder, you can be all these things because this is this is what makes us who we are. So thank you again. Um, and I want, I hope that every woman that has been viewing this month uh, has been uh, inspired by all of the women that have been on here, because um, I just think, like I said, I just think it's imperative that um, we know that we can be and we can do all things, period. So, <laughs> what does it mean when you hear someone say, are you your sister's keeper? Oof. I think that we should first start at the cellular level by just at least dealing with the familial term sis, because a lot of people, um, they use that term, in my opinion, um, erroneously. Okay, so let, let's just deal with, with the word sis. Um, Y'all know that it is slang for sister. Um, it's supposed to be a term of endearment. And when you think of sister, you think of we're a part of the same family. We're a part of the same bloodline. Like even from a natural perspective, I have two uh, blood sisters. Mm -hmm. And we may not always get along, but there is a sense of protection, especially because I am the I'm the eldest. OK, I am I am the eldest out of all you know three of us. And I don't care what we go through. No one can come to me about my sisters. No one, listen, I'm going to protect them uh, as best as I know how. So a lot of people these days are using the term, hey, sis, and their actions don't align with that term, that familiar term, familial term, sis. Because if you're calling me sis to my face and you get on the phone and you slander me, we're not sisters. If, if you're calling me sis and then you're upset because for, for whatever reason, you see my elevation and you look at it as though, oh, what, what's all of that? Then, then don't call me sis. You can call me by my government name. And so I think we should, should start at least at the cellular level by saying, okay, sis, yeah, it is a familial term. Uh, it is a term of endearment um, that just means I'm going to protect you. So when I say that I am my sister's keeper, as a keeper, that means 
I'm holding you accountable, but I'm also accountable in our friendship, whether it is platonic or if it is a deep friendship um, or if, you know, we're, we're relatives, because sometimes even relatives uh, sometimes can be your biggest enemy. Um, also, um, being your sister's keeper means I'm going to look out for you. It means I'm a rider. I'm going to ride with you and I'm not going to do anything intentionally to harm you. So that that's what I would say is being, you know, my sister's keeper. What do you think is an issue that we have today with understanding cis? I think that is I don't even know if I have enough time to answer this, but, you know, what I what I'll say is this. I'll start here. Number one, I think that women should never look at another woman as their competition. And I think that women have, and I don't want to say all women, but I'll just, I'll use the term some, some women look at other women as though this is my competition. And it, it is very difficult for you to be a sister to another woman that you feel is a threat. The moment that you sense or feel that another woman is a threat, there's no way that you can be her sister because you can't protect someone that you feel has something that you want. Okay, let, let, let's 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 let, let, let me use this illustration, sis. Let me use this illustration because it just came to mind. Do y'all remember a little fairy tale when we were younger? The fairy tale uh, called uh, known as Cinderella. Mm. And she was in the house with her stepmother and her two uh, stepsisters. And the way that they treated her, maltreatment, she had to she had to cook and she had to clean. And in essence, she was their servant. Right. So y'all know the story. Her fairy godmother um, gave her, you know, her little, you know, makeover. She gets the pumpkin. She goes over to the ball. She loses the slipper. So when the prince is looking for, OK, whose slipper this belongs to, he makes his way to their house. One of the sisters, her foot was too big. The other one, too small. And he's like, is there another woman here? Now, her stepsisters were lying. Oh, it's nobody else here. But then he hears something. He's like, what is that? It's Cinderella. Here's the thing about it. There are some quote unquote sisters that are just like Cinderella's stepsisters that they want you to be beneath them. They're okay with you as long as you are perceived as their subordinate. But then the moment that you receive an opportunity of elevation, they cannot tolerate it. And it was in this same house with her so-called sis, her sisters, that she was not valued and she was not appreciated. And a lot of times women cannot value or appreciate another sister because they are upset that it's actually the other sister's time and not theirs. But if they would understand that, listen, every rose in a garden can bloom. And just because one rose blooms first doesn't mean that the other ones won't bloom. Another woman's beauty, another woman's intellect, another woman's anointing, another woman's socioeconomic status does not diminish your own. So a lot of women need to understand this and this very well. When you are connected mm -hmm. to your sister, if it's her time and you're connected to her, it's only a matter of time before your rose blooms. But if you look at her as though she's your competition, then now instead of you being a real sister, you are now an enemy because you've allowed that envy, that hidden jealousy, that backbiting, that why her and not me. I think it was Cardi B that said she hate a why her and not me kind of chick. <laughs> Let me watch my words, okay? Get into it. So I, I think that for
for some women, it has everything to do with looking at another woman like she's their competition. And I think some women, they take on that Darwin type of mentality like, oh, I got to be better than her, even if it means throwing my sister under the bus. How many times have we seen sis where there was um, one woman who connected to a, a woman and was like, oh, this is my sis. And before you know it, the woman that they connected to, she took her husband. That's not a sus. Because what it says is you desired her life to the degree that you took what she was in covenant with. I'm about to run around this table. Hear me. It happens often. And I believe that when you are your sister's keeper, there are just certain things that you just do not do. Because being your sister's keeper means I'm going to protect you. And that means protecting your heart. And the moment that I do something intentionally to hurt your heart, I am no longer my sister's keeper. <laughs> First of all, I don't think y'all understand because I'm sitting here writing notes, okay? Like there's, I am sitting here like, oh, okay, protect heart. And you know what? Because here we go. Because <laughs> this is a whole book. Yeah. This is a whole book. Mm. And I hope y'all writing notes too, because this literally is a whole book. Because the truth of the matter is, this is why we have a problem with being in a sisterhood with women. How many times have you, we see this on TV. We see this on, on all, a lot of those reality TV shows, mm -hmm. women fighting each other, cussing each other out, blaming each other for things that just sounds half ridiculous. Come on, come on. Jealous of each other for God knows what. Yeah. 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 It's like we're taken away from our own dopeness. Say a word, Kia. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why are we taking away from our own dopeness? And then, then we also, we don't add the man, the male factor into it. Don't, don't add the man factor into it. No, I saw him first and he went, first of all. And see, and see, here's the thing, even with that, you don't know what a man is telling each party. And what let me let me say this to all of the women who are watching me right now, especially if you you are single, you're unmarried. Um, I know you saying I'm standing by my man, but let me tell you something that even this last situation should have shown you all a man will tell each woman different things. And so don't ever just go in and dislike a woman based upon what a man told you, because let me just keep it 100. Y'all, this is not a male bashing session. OK, I love it specifically black ones at that but let me say yes but but let me say this men lie y'all just just digest it men lie so if you hate or harbor hatred or envy towards another woman based solely upon what a man told you sweetheart you got a lot of inner work to do because a man will tell you one thing, tell another woman another thing. Honey, if you knew what they were inboxing different women, you would just sit back and just chill out and clutch your pearls. And so I think that as women, we need to just chill out on that and stop having this, this hatred towards other sisters if you don't know even know the full story. And I think that when you get to a place of elevation and when you are in a place of your own, you know, what I like to call you, you really in your grown woman-ish, 
you're not even on that. You're just like, all right, <laughs> get into it. Ain't no hate on, on this end. Because when you understand that sometimes the male species is a hot mess.org.com and .edu and a man is going to be a man, there's no way I'm going to hate another woman over that. Not T. I learned my lesson since years ago. Because see, when you get played by men and you realize, wait a minute, if he's telling me this about her, what is he telling her about me? Get into it. Get all the way into it. I had a situation happen years ago where, and this wasn't even, um, this was a, a friend of mine, a very, she still is a very good friend of mine mm -hmm. where I was dating someone and he literally got all in between us. But it was because he didn't want her to tell me certain things and he didn't want me to say certain things to her. So it was like, let me drive a wedge between these two so that they don't talk to each other so that they fall out. And I really think that to be honest with you, any man that drives a wedge between women, mm -hmm. you're just not a man. Mm -hmm. You're the other word that I'm not going to say because it's just what it is. Or, That's what you are. Or you have what I like to call little boy tendencies. Because to play those kind of games um, suggests that either you have a void of some sort or you just want your ego stroked by multiple women. Another, that's another conversation mm. of the day. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yes, women, listen, just be mindful about your part or the role that you take in regards to when, it, when a man is uh, including the equation. And sometimes what you may have to do is subtract yourself from the equation because, listen, your piece is priceless and you don't have time to to be in a part of something in, in, from the psychological perspective. It's called triangulation, where the man is just going in a, a whole triangle, this one, that one, this one, that one. And it's just a bunch of mess. Well, come on, Dr. T, and tell us the triangulation of, okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to remove yourself out of the equation and, and pursue peace. But don't dislike another woman based solely on, okay, well, this man told me this. Because, again, you could be disliking another sister over a lie. And another thing, though, T, uh, sis, what I will say is even in regards to, um, and I don't know if you've seen this before, but I have. There, there's, there's another what I like to call um, separation of sisters through something called what I like to call the mean girl committee. And, uh, come on, win it in. Come on, sis. <laughs> it is called the mean girl committee. And, and, and what I have seen, even with my own eyes, is if you have one woman, um, quote unquote, who is known or in power of some sort, and maybe she's intimidated by someone that's either thriving, up and coming, or who has their own platform. And if she doesn't like the other one, what she does is she gathers an army of women and say, and they, and she says, okay, well, I don't like her. We don't like her. So let's all collaborate against her. Let's try to tear her down. And my thing is this, like if, if you, if you're a boss chick, you moving and you shaking, when you do the mean girl ish, what it says is, baby, you really intimidated. You're intimidated by that other woman's power. You're intimidated by that other woman's ability to, to, to just rise up. Like some women, if they see that you are on the incline and they're feeling that kind of way, baby, they will try to take you out before you actually pop. So what they'll do is, okay, let me get with this woman that has power. Let me get with this one that has a, a platform. Let me get with that one. So if all of us come together, we can take that one down. That's that mean girl stuff. And I'm telling you, that's not being your sister's keeper. And what it's really saying is that, like, 
sis, let me bring it on in. You're really not popping the way that you say that you are. Because a woman who knows who she is is not intimidated by any other woman that's on the rise and, or any other woman that already has another platform. You're like, good. It's enough room in the garden for everybody to bloom. Period. <laughs> Period. It's the comments for me. <laughs> Hello. Listen, let me say that mean girl syndrome. Mm hmm has truly uh, irked my whole soul. Your whole soul. Whole soul. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, they see you. So we're going to gather up this group. Yeah. We're going to attack. And little do they know, depending upon the type of woman that they're attacking, you all you're doing when you back her up, she comes out even stronger. Look. Hello. <laughs> Say a word. Yeah. To the point where you then get, truth be told, destroyed by your own devices. Everything that you tried to use against that woman, because that they, they will bring up her past. Yes. They will bring up her present. They will even try to bring up the future that she ain't even seen yet. They will try and dig up everything. They will. They the, those mean girls. Yeah. I never forget. I had a situation that happened. And this happened in church, and because I love um like lace um lace pantyhose, lace stockings, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And the fishnets and all that stuff yeah. or whatever. That was that was my claim to fame. And I never forget this woman stood up in the church and was like, "So y'all just gonna let her sit up there and wear that in front of the whole people?" Oh my, mean girl, mm. in church. And I stood right there because I didn't care because my me and my good pantyhose was going to rock whatever we was rocking. You hear me? Yes. Singing with the choir, although I can't sing, but that's another story. But I was with the choir though. But, but you know what? I, I, I will say this. You will always know when you are elevating or when you're gaining traction because unfortunately, those who really don't have the concept of sisterhood that's when they'll come against you. So it's it's actually like you're you're having like a preview of oh I'm about to yeah I'm about, I'm really about to go to the next level because that is when the opposition comes. But you'll also know that you're also elevating when you start connecting to what I like to call your own kind, real sisters. Okay? Because one thing that I do know is that when you are um going on a higher trajectory, all right? And you're mm -hmm. on frequency, you're on this wavelength there, listen, life just has a way of allowing you to collide with people who are of your own kind. Now, let me just bring it in biblically right now. Now, there's a scripture, it's in the New Testament, and it speaks of when Mary went to go greet her cousin Elizabeth. And the scripture says, when Mary went to go greet her cousin Elizabeth, that Elizabeth's baby, it began to leap. Now, listen, both of the women, they were pregnant at the same time, sis, right? Mary was in her first trimester. Elizabeth was in her third trimester. OK, so that meant that Elizabeth was going to give birth before Mary. Here it is. Mary was pregnant with with the Messiah. Elizabeth, Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist. They were both carrying greatness. Not one time did you see in the scripture where, you know, Mary was like, uh, -uh she 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 can't have a baby before me. I'm carrying something greater. No, there was something that was so great about both of the women. There was a what I like to call a collision of destiny. 
that both women were able to give birth. And when you connect to your true, what I like to call your true sisters, there will be a collision of destiny that, hey, if you get it before me, I'm happy for you because I know I'm getting ready to birth out something great too. It is only when you are what I like to call uh, in that space around, and I, I want to use my words carefully, the wrong connections where you start getting frustrated. You know when you're around people that ain't really rocking with you, that even though they may be professing out of their mouths, hey, sis, they're, as women, y'all know, we have that, that, that intuitive nature. I call that sixth sense, like, mm-mm, she ain't really rocking with me like that. You can feel it, especially if you're an empath. If you're empathetic, you know, uh-uh. No, <laughs> but when you have decided, okay, I am elevating, there is going to be a collision with the right type of sisters. And you will know because there will be such a sense of safety. There will be non-judgment. There will be a sense of peace. And you can feel when you're around your own kind because you're like, I don't feel no jealousy. There, there, there are no, you know, you ever been around people and it's like, they, they try to make these little, these little side slugs and these little, these little innuendos. No, it's not like that when you're around true sisters, when you're around your own kind. That's the truth. And I think that's one of the things that we see now you're giving us what we need to look out for, for yeah. when we are connecting with women. Pro see, people have to be put to the test before you can actually call them a sister. Hmm. There are certain things that people, and like Dr. T just said, one of the first things that, are they a protector? Will they protect you? Mm -hmm. Or will they go with the crowd against you? Will they join in with the crowd against you? This. Will they team up with people that are against you? And then come back in your face and then say to you, I don't know why they said that, but you know what they said? You got to be careful about them people that carry all them good bones back to you when you're not there because they're carrying them bones but what are they saying yeah when your back is turned what are they saying when you can't hear and this is what i'll say too sis um you got to watch people who play both sides of the field oh mm -hmm. because one thing that i can say about people who play both sides of the field is they have loyalty to no one and if in fact they ever do have loyalty it's it's only going to be uh towards the side that they benefit the most from so if, you know, you're connected to people and they see maybe you're going through, you know, a, a difficult or challenging season, they may flip on you and go, you know, with your enemies. And then they'll come back and tell you, well, oh, this person said X, Y and Z. But why did they feel comfortable saying it to you? And why are you coming back telling it to me? Because if you have access to me and you know my heart, you know my spirit, you know my character, why are you OK with going back and forth? And see, sometimes we have to really process through like. Do I want to be around this type of person? Because let me tell you something about T. I am a loyalist at heart. That's just who I am. And I'm not going to allow anybody to come to me about my sister. I don't care if it is true. Because like I said earlier, a part of being your sister's keeper is protecting them. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of women, they, they literally missed out on what it means to protect. I'm not going to sit and let anybody dog you out to me and I'd be okay with that and then be in your face later on like, hey, sis, no, that's not being a protector. And I think that we, we as women, we got to get back to the place of honor, protection, and loyalty to our sisters. Some people I know they never learned this, but it's time for us to pull up as a collective sisterhood. And all it is, you know, one minute you you for the person, next minute. So some some of these women are just as fickle and flaky as a two dollar hooker on Las Vegas Boulevard. 
and will flip out on you in a minute. <laughs> I'm telling you, get it to her. The two dollar hooker on Las Vegas Boulevard. Yes. <laughs> two whole dollars at that. Oh, okay. Let me write this down. I gotta write down this. I'm on it. I ain't writing down the two dollar hooker, Doctor T. Don't worry. But I, I will say, I will say this, and 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 I want other women who are on here, especially if you are a visionary or if you're a woman of greatness, and you you know you, you're on the incline. What I would say to you as well is is to understand that you have to learn how to compartmentalize your connections. Everybody is not your sus. Just because they're liking your Facebook posts or statuses doesn't mean that they like you. Okay? Just because, you know, they want to go sit down and and eat lunch with you and break bread with you doesn't mean that they're really your sister. And so I, like you were saying earlier, Kia, you need to test everybody. And that's in all seasons. What do I mean by that? Summer, winter, spring, and fall. Those are different seasons. When you see how a person is, when you say no, no, you can't borrow money this month. See if they're still your sister. Because did I tell you something, Kia? There have been times before in times past, I've paid bills for so-called sisters. I've allowed them on my platforms. And the moment that they got what they wanted from me, I haven't heard from them since. That's not a sister. A sister is not one that if I'm dragged on, you know, all across social media, they get on that bandwagon because they feel like, oh, this, oh, this is her crucifixion. But then now when you see my resurrection, you want to send an apology. Doesn't work. It's not a sister. Because when you're a real sister, you're like, I'm going to stand by you through it all. Good, bad, or indifferent through all seasons. We may not always agree, but I got your back. We may not always have the same opinions, but just because we have differences in opinions, every disagreement is not grounds for dismissal. Nope. And so I think as you test people that are in your life, then you'll know, okay, this one is just an acquaintance. This person, they're eight to seven. That's regular gas. Those are people in the outer court. Then you'll know who is an 89. Okay, you mid great. I can just, you know, you right in the middle. But then when they're 93, okay, I can really call you, you your sister. You've proven yourself over the test of time that you really a rider. You got my back. You're not a slider. You're a rider. You ride with me. We're going to ride till the wheels fall off. See, this is why I told you we needed to have this conversation. Okay. <laughs> I said I need the CEO of Pretty Girl World International. Okay. <laughs> let's get it to it. Yeah. So come on up here and let's really talk about this sisterhood. And the reason being is because I truly believe everybody has been in some way, shape or form hurt by a person that they consider to be their sister. Yeah. But let's do the flip side of it. Right. Because the mm -hmm. flip side of it is what if how a person experienced us, they felt that we weren't their sister. Mm. How would we react to that level of a situation where a person is saying, you know what? I just felt like you were not my sister. The way in which I experienced you, you weren't my sister. Have now, you ever had someone tell you that? Um, uh, let me think about that. Mm, I can't think of anything like right off of the top of my head. But what, what I can tell you is this, is that um, feelings are just what they are. They, they are just responses, emotional responses. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
at times they can't be trusted. You can be happy this morning, sad by noon, and then frustrated, you know, you know, by evening. However, um, I think that we are not on the on the on the on the other end, we are not to tell someone how to feel. If a person feels as though we have not been their sister, I think that that's when a conversation needs to be had. Okay, well, what is it that I did that made you feel like you know you weren't my sister? I'll give you an example, right? Um, about a week ago, I reached out to someone who was my former prayer partner. I mean, we were like this. I'm looking at us, you would think that we were biological sisters, um, but we're not. But we were very, very close. We were prayer partners. And I remember I reached out to her and um, and I said to her, I said, I, I want to have a conversation with you. Because when I initially reached out to her, it was through emails. She calls me and I say to her, I said, you know, I just kind of laid it all out there on why I felt offended. And I said, you know, you know what I went through and you experienced the pain with me. Mm -hmm. And what happened was she ended up connecting um, to the woman that I was left for in my last relationship. And I felt betrayed because you got to understand she and I, we would pray all the time. She knew the tears that I shed and I was, oof, I was, I was hurt. And so when we had the conversation, um, one thing that I did like about her is that she owned her part. Like, you know, sometimes people don't own their ish. They're like, ah, no. And she said, I would never hurt you. She, she said it was business. You will always be my sister. So I hurt her heart. Now, if I, if I were not who I am in terms of maturity, and if my emotional intelligence wasn't where it is, I would have been like, deuces. But you know what? We ended that call amicably and in prayer. And I, you know, for me, I think that 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 was mature on all ends. She said, you know, I love you. I told her I loved her, that I believed in her vision. Same thing. So I know everybody is not on that level. <laughs> um, but but what I will say is, is this the conversation, whether you guys decide to, you know, restore, you know, the sisterhood or not. I still think as women, you should be especially if you're you're adults. You should be women enough to at least come to a place of resolve, mm -hmm. whether it's reconciliation, restoration, or, you know, you go your way, I go my way. But there still should be a conversation because if not, what tends to happen is that there's unnecessary friction, gossip, slandering. You get on the phone, the other party get on the phone talking about you to other people. And what could have been resolved with the conversation has now gotten out of control. If that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense because that's part of the problem. Part of the issue is, is that is when we don't know how to communicate and we don't know how to really and truly communicate effectively. Everyone right. knows how to do this. We all know how to open up our mouths. But what happens when we cannot communicate effectively? And mm -hmm. what happens when we cannot communicate to come to a common ground of understanding? Yeah. What you and your what you can communicate all day and you can communicate effectively, but effective communication without comprehension you're not gonna to get to a place of resolve. So, it, you know, you're right, comprehension is key. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, I'm hearing you out, but let me get to a place that, okay, now I understand, right? So because that's what you and your friend did. Y'all got to a place of, you know what, now I can understand what happened. Yeah. If I don't know what happened, Cause it wasn't a good, you got to understand. I'm seeing you liking stuff and you want, you know, y'all, I'm like, well, wait a minute. 
especially when you know, you know, you have expressed sacred things to that person. And I'm looking at first when I saw it, I'm looking like, bruh, <laughs> are you serious? You know? So I think sometimes it, it's best to have the, the conversation comprehend it instead of just jumping the gun. And I think too, getting ego out of the way, because ego would say, oh, I ain't reaching out. Or ego would say, well, I ain't apologizing. No, you got to get on your grown woman-ish and have a conversation. And check all that ego and pride stuff. That stuff right. doesn't work in sisterhood, period. Right. And we also have to understand, listen, as sisters, we're not always going to agree. Mm -hmm. We are not always going to get along. Right. I might make you upset. You might make me upset. We've been yeah. cussed a little bit, but guess what? Hurt, when hurt. you... Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when that bond is right mm -hmm. and that foundation is laid and we have a common ground of understanding right. that what am I here to do to honor, to protect and to be loyal to you. Right. So if I got my foundation with the sisterhood ship, yeah. then we good to go. And I think what happens is, is when that foundation becomes cracked, and it becomes cracked over time. Again, nine times out of 10, it becomes cracked over time due to offense. And we don't want to admit that someone just offended us. You hurt me. Yeah. And then we break all communication off. I ain't tell, I ain't tell. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You wanna, and then, then we get on that good phone because you want to know what she did. And so, yeah. so, so, so and I ain't agree with that. And, it's, and then you begin to allow all of the opinions of other people to get into your mind. Mm -hmm. And because this, per, this person who your sister, yeah, because that ain't right. Why would she Why would she do that? Why would she say that? So, and so, and so, uh-uh. You know, you, you need me to handle that? You want me to handle that for you? Because I'm, I'm, that's me. I'm that sister. <laughs> I am that sister. Uh-huh. So <laughs> rider. <laughs> you want me to call her? Well, what we need a phone call? Woo. You want me to get down to the bottom of this? Because I'm gonna do that's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm I am that sister. I'm the sister that you know what we're just gonna hit this head first. I'll, whichever way we go is how it's gonna go. Right. If people get loud, that's okay. You know, my, my other sisters, my, my other sisters, they're not look at see my sister on there right now talking about yes, you are. You know what? Anybody asked her, oh, <laughs> but y'all know I'm not lying. I That is me. I am her, you know, but I'm that way for a reason because I truly take protection to the, to the nth degree. Absolutely. And if I feel anybody has been done wrong, my initial instinct is to protect, you know what I'm saying? Right, wrong, or indifferent, we're going to protect first, you know? So, and everything else comes after that. With protection comes at honor. With protection comes at loyalty. With protection comes at respect. With protection comes at trust. You yeah. know, you can't be my sister if I can't trust you. Right. And you for darn sure ain't my sister if you're deceptive. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah. And and, and I wanted to say this um, to you, sis. Like, how do you feel about, you know, and, I, and I've seen it quite often, um, even like in the Christian sector, where it, it's kind of like the illustration that I gave earlier. And I keep seeing it quite often. It's like you'll see, you know, women who were once connected. And then when they disconnect, then you see one of them now off with the the, the enemy of the other sister. It's It's like, so are you guys just connecting to people's enemies intentionally to kind of you know, kind of, you know, throw a jab because what it says about you is number one, you're shysty. You're trifling. 
and you really don't you really don't know what true sisterhood is because let me tell you something about me there are people that i may no longer be connected to in terms of sisterhood i don't go to their enemies i'm not going to go get on flyers with people that i know they dislike because that ain't how i rock out i don't i don't live my life like that because i understand that everything is a seed so because i understand the seed principle and the law of reciprocity whatever it is that you sow you're going to reap that stuff but i see it quite often i'm like okay well wait a minute you were just with that crew and now you don't and now you're it's it's what what is that about that's just oof. a lack of loyalty yeah truth be told let's let's you know what that's about you have a completely flawed character get into it yeah. That's just all of that is you have a completely flawed character. Your character is so disgusting and your character is so dirty because that's what it is. It's because it, it's very disgusting to do that to a person. And, you know, and I, I speak like that because I've had it happen to me, especially mm -hmm. in the church setting. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't like me anymore. You're whatever. So what do we do? We team up with everybody else that doesn't like me yep. to then attack me to then make me attempt to, cause some, anyway, attempt to make you feel like you're invalidated, attempt to make you feel like you're unimportant, attempt to make you feel as if you're unloved, attempt to make you feel as if you truly cannot be used by anyone or anything. And they team up, right? And then the truth of the matter is that leaves you in somewhat of a vulnerable place. Yeah. Right, because now I gotta pull on strength from somewhere. Somewhere's gotta 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 literally grab me and yoke me up because there's gonna be one or two things. Either it, you know, I'm either gonna fight or I'm gonna take flight. Yep. Cause that's what that produces. It produces that fight or flight. Now, in my past, I've been a fighter. So yep. I'ma stand. And regardless of what you say, I'ma still stand. And you're gonna see me stand. And you will never, ever in your life see me shed not one tear. You're not, you're not going to get the glory. You're not going to get the happiness. You're not going to get the benefit of seeing me shed a tear, right? You're not even going to get the benefit of seeing me sweat. That's how I take on a lot of that stuff, right? Because at the end of the day, I look at, like I said, I look at them, people who operate like that, people who do stuff like that. You're honestly disgusting, right? And they're really, and, and for me, there is no uh, restoration or reconciliation with that, right? Because at that point, you truly showed me who you are. Yeah, right. There. And who you are is truly not a good person. That 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 board that that's borderline evil. Because at the end of the day, and then you have the same people that they will then tell all your everything that you should. Those types will tell everything that you have shared with them privately yeah. to everyone. Yeah. Except, whom yeah oh literally keep they will literally have you naked yeah out here in these streets and tell it all yeah things that you know that you shared in confidence they're going to release it that's what well, things that nobody else know but that's one thing about a snake that's not a sister a snake is fork tongue it's double tongue so on one end it was you know when you guys were quote unquote sisters their words were smooth as butter but then the moment that you guys disconnected, now the other part of that tongue, now I'm going to tell everything. But I'm and, and usually when they do tell everything, they also add fabricated lies to it as well. They want to spice it up. It's wanted to be a little bit more spicier than what it is. And so when I see that and I see it often as well, what it says to me is a lot of these women 
don't understand what accountability is. They don't understand. Listen, I'm supposed to protect what is sacred. I'm still holding secrets of people that I may not be connected to them anymore, sis, but I will take it to my grave because by listen, I, when I tell you, I'm one of the most loyal people you will ever meet people who have dragged me for filth. I'm still holding their secrets because that's who I am. Now, if I didn't have Jesus, I don't, I don't know how that would be, but I'm, I'm telling you now, <laughs> I'll just keep it 100 tonight. Let's <laughs> keep it 100. That, that is not who I am. I'm not going to connect to people's enemies just because we're not connected anymore. I'm not going to go blasting your sacred information. That is not who I am. Because I believe that when you are a sister, you should operate in a space of integrity, protection, and coverage. Period. And, and even what we were talking about, even prior to this broadcast, look how many women didn't cover the sister from yesterday so it's like women my goodness how do we not cover one of our own black women yeah black women tend to be the hardest on other black women Oof, that just stung but it's true we will tear each other apart as it pertains to looks as though we had something to do with the way that we look we had nothing to do with the fact that our mother and, and our father on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night got together. We had nothing to do with our physical genetics or we had nothing to do with our phenotypic characteristics. But for some reason, people tend to place more emphasis on that. So yeah, you know, the jokes came and I'm not gonna lie, when I saw her, I was like, oh, Sue's got a bonnet on her head, but he's looking like a GQ, GQ model. But I don't understand why people were making it seem as though she was unattractive. She's not an unattractive woman. It's just that when you have been, you know, when all of these images have been plastered across all of these social domains of the, the quote unquote standard of beauty. And then when you see a woman without all of the hoopla, then you think, oh, that's unattractive. No. Now, do I think she should have had a bonnet? Absolutely not. I don't she know said it was a hat. That was definitely a bonnet. So that, that was definitely a bonnet. I, I don't know a hat that looks like the beauty supply store bonnet. However, I saw a lot of the comments about the way that she looked. She's not an unattractive woman. No. Not in my opinion, she's not an unattractive woman. I mean, the bonnet ministry, I think she could have put that to the side. But at the end of the day, let's look at what this woman has had to endure. Forget the physical appearance. If you really paid attention, this woman was hurting and had been publicly humiliated even prior to that. Do you want to know what it's like? As a woman, when you have seen inboxes, DMs, all it, it, there, there's no telling what all this woman saw. And then now you have woman after woman after woman coming out about sleeping in your bed. Somebody sleeping in my bed. Listen, that hurts. Taking your place. And, and let me tell y'all something. All of these women like, oh, what you won't do? Let's be honest. We, some of us have gone through more than that with a man who was broke. But I, I can't speak for anybody else. Here's my hood side now, y'all. I have gone through worse for some, from somebody's son, an F-boy, might I add. Hello. Me, who, by the way, didn't make a fraction of what Derrick Jackson makes. So I'm not in a position to be like, oh, she needs to leave. That's her marriage. And if she wants to work for her marriage, 
let her work for her marriage. But the amount of women who dogged this lady out, I'm like, y'all don't understand. She's already been through so much. And it even looked as though like she was just, you ever seen someone It's like they're there, but they're not there? It almost looks like it looked like she was having like an out of body experience. Like that's pain. Probably, you know, it was probably depression as well. Who knows? But to see the amount of comments, they were so negative. I was like, the girl is not unattractive just because she didn't have on five layers of makeup, you know, weave and, and lashes doesn't mean that she's not a beautiful woman. Because I went and I looked at her pictures on her, her, on her Instagram page and when she cleans up, she's a pretty girl. I, I, I thought she was naturally pretty anyway. I just, it was the bonnet for me. But other than that, I'm not down this us. Listen, we've all at one point had a heart broken. I know a lot of women want to act like they're perfect, but I've been dogged out before and more than once. And it does not feel good. And I can only imagine what it feels like when your ish is broadcasted publicly by millions of people, all of the bloggers, all of the people on YouTube covering it, and then to have other sisters literally dissecting the way that she looks. They dissected her down to the shirt she had on. Y'all picked up, y'all went back through her Instagram and picked up a dress that it looked like she probably was wearing at your church. Well, I y'all, but at one point she did give off um mother stacks vibes but no it, that 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 picture was mother stacks all the way that's why i say it looked like she was at the good apostolic church yeah she, she good and holy but he, but here's the thing about it if that's what he loves that's what he loves my only thing that i just didn't understand is if you marry that kind of woman then why cheat with instagram models that's those kind of women because now it's making me feel like okay are you not attracted to your wife but you know she spoke on that mm, I so didn't yeah so as i was scrolling through the instagram because i love to i need for me i need to understand a woman okay. right so as i was scrolling through her instagram because some of her pictures she is extremely dressed up mm -hmm. very nice very form-fitting everything like that right Mm -hmm. And she said there was a certain point in time in her life where she felt the need to emulate and imitate the women that he was cheating on her with mm. because she figured that that would make him be attractive to her. Mm. And now she's free from that. She's just going to be who she is, right. whether she wants to dress up, whether she wants to dress comfortably, whether but she wants to. She seems more comfortable as more of a plain Jane. That seems like she's just kind of like that churchy. And and here's the thing about it. I don't think that people should have dragged her the way that they did. But also, he being the husband, he's sitting there polished. Like GQ, he looking like, you know, one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles buffed up. And then, you know, you have her sitting there like she just got finished frying chicken. That was my thing. I was like, well, is this staged? Because... He could have said, well, baby, at least she, she has a nice, decent amount of hair. Put it in a bun or something. So why is it that you're dressed up and then you have your wife looking Amish? That was the only thing that I didn't understand. You know, you know what? And I'm not even trying to crack jokes. I'm, I'm just saying, sis, it, it, it just didn't seem like, why would he be dressed up and not his wife? But in 
of her physicality in terms of how she looks to me she's she she reminds me of one of my relatives they're just naturally pretty they don't have to do like they're everybody not gonna be a glamour girl you're right gonna rock out but every that's not every woman but he married her for a reason and clearly he has some love for her. he married her but again why marry a woman and then you go cheat on her with the i mean you went far left sir on the other end the other polar opposite end and you get voluptuous and boom pow pow and make up this and the other one that looked dominican sis with the long hair she looks exotic so now it's like of course the wife is probably feeling at one point insecure because you getting these chicks and they looking like you know what, what, what was they what was they looking like i was doing like a cardi b kind of thing <laughs> but you know but but sis, why do you think so many women just kind of like tore her apart, even though it was centered around his indiscretion? That goes because we are, truth be told, a lot of us black women of every vein. Mm -hmm. And for us, right, the way in which we view that that type of a situation, it is okay. If you're going to come public, then you need to look your absolute best. Put on whatever you need to put on mask all of this mm -hmm. be dressed up because what we're going to do in the public eye is we're going to match you up and line you up with those in which he was cheating on you with which is what we did mm. we said what we said to her as being as not being her her keeper not being her sister not being her keeper we said oh we see why he cheated on you look yeah. at how you look mm. look at what that is maybe what you need to do is do what they did and her whole thing is i did that and that didn't work because he still cheated yeah, because listen, you can fry your chicken in diamond grease. You can fold your legs up like a pretzel. You can cook him his favorite meals. And if a man is going to cheat, I don't care how fine you are. You can be fine, top of the line, cute face, slim waist with a big behind. And if Hello. you're connected to a cheater, they are going to cheat on you with all kinds of women, whether they're on your caliber or not. And so I think a lot of times when women do go through that, they internalize it and feel like, well, well, maybe it's me. No, that's his issue. No, but a lot of us think that because look at look at the commentary that came. I see why he cheated on you. I saw the little meme where, you know, somebody had put up a little meme and she had on like a pantsuit and they were saying like she looked like a temptation. And people were just, they. I mean, they just went full throttle. And it almost seemed like many people deviated from his indiscretions to making it about her. And this is what I don't understand about certain women. Why is it that women will come against another woman who is hurting as opposed to the one who actually committed the offenses and indiscretions? I mean, let's just be real, Dr. T. I, I said this last night. I said, when I, would, when I was on Larry Reed Live, hmm. how many of those women attacked me? Don't get me started. Oh, it was former women that used to ask me for prayer. And honey, they were dragging me for filth in comments. One woman said, I wasn't even a lady. She ain't no lady. And you know, that was like almost two years ago. And the fact that I still remember is because I really want to drag that lady for saying that, right? But I don't know her. She don't know me. So I just have to chalk that up. But there were women who had formally asked me for prayer, who had formally asked me to be on their platforms. And honey, when they felt like I was being dragged publicly, honey, the, the comments they were, here's your word, they were disgusting. Disgusting. And I said, well, I wasn't that when you were asking me for prayer. I wasn't that when you asked me to come on your platform. 
hmm, it's interesting. But it goes back to that, am I my sister's keeper? Am I? Am are, I? You, are you there to protect or are you a snake? Ooh, child, the ghetto. <laughs> are you there for to, to protect or are you there to be a snake? Do you understand what it means to truly protect my heart, protect my interests, make sure that my heart isn't damaged. And, you know, and, and at the end of the day, by you being a sister, yeah. you know what I'm saying? When we are in, and that's a covenant relationship. And that's what we, we don't understand that. We don't view sisterhood as a covenant relationship. My, let me, how many blood, how many sisters I got? One, two, three. I, wait. Yeah. I got three. So I, girl, I be forgetting. <laughs> Nadia, don't, don't comment on my, on my laps of, forgetting don't do that so with my three sisters all three of us have a different type of relationship with each other mm. right all three of us we, we are very different right and how we communicate with each other is very different but one of the things that they will always know i'm always going to protect them yes i'm always going to honor them i'm always going to be loyal to them ain't nobody nobody can come to me concerning my sisters, period. Right. That's, that's not how we get down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I have a lot of, not a lot, but I have my, a lot of, uh, she's so, she's so, she was like, I mean, you ain't forgetting me. So she's so ignorant. See what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and then I have my real sister friends, the core group of us, right? Mm -hmm. That I know that I can call on for anything that's important yes and it's not a whole bunch of us it's just a small group of us mm -hmm. that i know regardless to anything look one of them on here right now dania watching right now i believe i'm probably my friend callie probably watching right now mm -hmm. um but i know that i could call on them for anything any anything that i need and they will be there period and there's no questions asked you know what i'm saying and I cherish, and, and those are relationships that you actually cherish, right? Yeah. Our sister friends, our sisters, we cherish those relationships and we build those bonds based yeah. on a very good, solid foundation. Honor, trust, respect, loyalty. Yeah. Hi, you can't be my sister and you are definitely not my sister. Keep Keeper, how do you keep me? Huh. And, you know, and a lot of us need to start asking ourselves because even some of the relationships that we have with some of these men, are they a keeper? Yeah. Do they keep you? And not only that, but even as it pertains to sisterhood, you got to know that there's a difference between surveillance and real sisterly support. Yeah, you ain't going to be surveilling me. Because there are some reporting back. I'm your sister, but it is really just to get up and close and personal with what you got going on. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> mm -mm. Don't, don't. Because, see, when I find out that you're just surveilling me because you want information, that's a totally different side, Nakia. Let, let me say a word. And so, and let me say this. You got to watch out for those people who always want to know what you got going on, what you're working on now, what you... That makes me nervous because now I'm feeling like you the FBI. What you got going on? Like you want to know what I'm doing, who I'm dating. And if listen, there are some people, if you don't tell them your personal business, they get upset. You got to watch those people. Those are not sisters because you, 
voluntarily release your information. If you feel like they're always just wanting to extract from you without you, you know, voluntarily giving it out, it's not a sister. They're trying to gather information to use it against you probably on a later date. Not a sister. Sisters yeah. want you to win. Y'all remember this. If it's something I, I, I would leave you all with in terms of a nugget or two, sisters want you to win. Even if they're not winning in that season, they want you to win. Sisters will protect you behind your back. Anybody can rock out with you in your face, but a sister protects you even behind your back. There is a certain protection and coverage that comes with true sisterhood that I'm going to protect your name even when you're not in my presence. And there you have it. And there you have it. <laughs> I was just, I had, I had to put that in the comments. Um, you know, sisters want you to win and sisters will protect you behind your back. Yes. So that those are the nuggets that we are definitely going to leave y'all with tonight. Okay. With regards to, am I my sister's keeper? When you are selecting your sister friends, your sisterhood, your sister connect, hello, you better be sure that they are going to protect you, that they are going to honor you, that they are going to be loyal to you. They're going to respect you. They are going to actually know how to communicate with you and you communicate. All of this stuff is reciprocity, right? All of this stuff is reciprocal. So what you require from them, they require from you. And yeah. this is how that that's how that works. So everybody has to be on the receiving end. No one person can be constantly giving and, and one person constantly taking. And there's no level of reciprocity with that. We got to, it has to be a reciprocal agreement here with sisterhood. Everybody wins. Your sister wants you to win. You want your sister to win. You can't be jealous of your sister. And then she over here pushing you. No, she can't be jealous of you and you over here pushing her. No, you need to put them off as just uh, what, what, what you call them, people, uh, acquaintances. You're yeah. my, you're, you're an acquaintance. 87 people. <laughs> Gas station. <laughs> Those regular people. Right. They ain't operating off their super. Yeah. Period. <laughs> so understand the 87, okay, compared to that 93. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes if you go to Sunoco or what one of them gas stations, I think it might even been show, they have like a low number that's a little bit higher than 93. <laughs> Those are super, that, that's, that's these ones. Mm -hmm. Hello. That's, that's these ones right here. Usually for high end vehicles, meaning these vehicles have value. So when it comes to your sisterhoods, they should possess value in those relationships, reciprocity, respect, honor, no jealousy. I want you to win. I got you back. Period. And with that, y'all, we are wrapping it for tonight. Thank you, Dr. T, for coming on the Muzzle is Off podcast. I really appreciate you. We will be back next week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Uh, everybody tune in uh, because of we, we will have another fine woman entrepreneur that will be on um, with us again sharing um sharing her story honestly um and i think it'll be it'll it'll be dope um because every single last one of us have a story and let me say this i'm such the open person that if you have a topic that you truly want to discuss openly on a podcast just inbox me and you're definitely we uh, i'm an open book that's why the muzzle came off so therefore um 
nothing is off limits on this platform, which is why we're just free on this platform to talk about whatever we want to talk about. So like I said, if you have a topic that you want to discuss, just inbox me. I tell everybody, everybody like, I got something I want to inbox me. It's okay. I, I am one who can receive. Okay. So thank you guys. Have a great night, everybody. Be safe, everybody.